Blog Talk Radio. Hello, folks. This is Carl. We are on the uh, radio here today for the next uh, 90 minutes. And uh, this is our Bible study on Freedomizer Radio. And uh, before I go any further, let me give a phone number out in case you want to call and ask a question or make a comment. It'll be 319, area code 527-6208. That's 319-527-6208. And that is toll-free from a landline or a cell phone in continental United States. And uh, the reason, uh, obviously, you'd be listening to this without without your phone, although you could dial in and just listen without uh, taking part in the program, but you can take part in the program. Uh, You just, after you do get connected to the program. If you want to make a comment or ask a question or speak to me on any, uh, for any reason, you just hit one and I will see it on my uh, screen and uh, I will bring you on um, on the air to speak, uh, say whatever you want. Uh, it'd be nice if anything you had as a question or a comment could be in the context of uh what we're studying biblically, which is the cross of Christ, and we're going to be on this for quite a while, because uh, that's where I'm going to do what I can to give you the verses, many verses that show the extreme importance of this event. Um, I'm going to start today in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And we're going to eventually get through the end of Romans chapter 8. And then I've got a long way to go after that. So just hold on. Yes, ma'am. Are you there? Hello there. I'm here, Carl. How are you doing? Okay. You want to I'm here. say anything? <laughs> All right. You want to say something and then a prayer? Or do you want to go right to prayer or however you want to do it? Go right to prayer today. Father, we're in spite of spite of the crazy weather this year and everything that's happening. We're just thankful for you. No matter what goes on around us, we still know that you protect us. That you're in charge of everything. You're still on the throne, and there are so many things going on that, as Christians, we look around and we think. How can this be happening? There are even people who, Christians, that are looking around and saying, what is going on? But as Christians, we know that you are in charge. You know exactly what the outcome is. And we have to rest in that. Father, help us to rest in that because it's not always easy. We, we want to, instead of picking up our cross, we want to we pick up our own, our own selves and, 
and take things in hand and try to do them on our own. And that never works out. So each day, Lord, remind us to walk in the Spirit, to allow you to, to keep us in your will and, and just let you guide our paths. Because when we try to do it the other way, we fail miserably. And so to start that right now, Lord, as we go through this program, give us every single word, every verse of scripture that you want for this program for the next hour and a half. In your son's name we pray. Amen. All right. Those in the listening audience who, I hate to start a program out with a compliment, but I wish you could have uh, read that off a script because so many of the words that you used in that prayer were so applicable and applicable to the point that they get beyond the the religious prayers that we hear so often in the church. Perfect examples, pray before uh, we eat. And uh, it almost gets embarrassing how people just keep, you know, they say a run-on sentence of how people just right. go on and on and on and on, and it means nothing. But everything you said there is so key to my mindset just to keep checking myself so when I do this program or any other study that I am giving what you want, not what I think or any of my opinions. I've got to refrain from that totally. But it was a well-worded prayer. Um, Thank you, Carl. You, and you it's not me. just in – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say it's go not ahead. just in Bible study. or It's in – people don't realize it's in everything in our lives. And, and I'm not talking about what socks you wear today, but, you know, I mean – it's in how we respond to each other, how we, you know, I was, I was reading, a, in fact, it, it, let's refer back to something I put on Facebook the other day that you commented on, in fact, and there are. I've been commenting a lot of what you write lately. It's, it's you, you have. But it's very good you stuff, have, and I'm not compliment. I'm not commenting on it to comment because you wrote it. This is stuff that we don't hear in church. We don't hear these things in church. And as my wife said one night, she says, "What you're going over here is not rocket science." She said, "This is fundamental, and people don't know yeah. it because we're not taught yeah. it in general." In general, yes. I I sometimes will share things from like another page or group or whatever. And, you know, I'm very careful about what I share because I, I will not share anything except for truth. If, if I think it's been twisted, if I think that it's just outright right, wrong, whatever. <clears throat> and so there's a, a But, a, Raven, a hold on. And this, is yeah. something you, this is something you emphasized recently. It's yeah. not your opinion of truth. It's what the Bible says is truth. That's the key. 
And that's one of right. the many different things you put out this week that I positively, you know, commented on. Yep. Truth means nothing exactly. as you and I think. Hey, I was raised in a in a very religious family, and none of them, to my knowledge, were ever born again, to my knowledge. Yeah. But they, they, right. they had, oh, they could tell you truth from different church leaders. and So, I, yeah. again, your truth is where are you getting it from, and that's a very, that's an excellent point. I mean, we could just take this whole prayer today and dissect it, but go ahead. Well, you know, and and that's what you just said there, my, you know, people will talk about, well, this is my truth, and that's my truth, and this is, you know what, there's one truth. There's one truth. That's right. That's God's truth. That's right. Yep. That's right. If you're not following Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, he is the truth. He is the truth. And if you're not following him, then I don't, it doesn't matter true. about your truth. Right. It's it's nope. not truth. He is the truth. And so all that other malarkey doesn't, it, it just doesn't matter. But anyway, so, so this, because he, he's the way, the truth, and the life. So there was, as I said, there was a page that, um, uh, that put out something today, you know, you'll see people call them memes or whatever, but this was a a, a, a thing that said, that talked about um, uh, something about, how, oh, it was how Christ um, had, Judas had followed, you know, had been uh, taught by Christ, okay, and how, you know, he didn't end up saved, you know, and I'm paraphrasing this here, you know, I I don't have it in front of me, but he didn't end up saved. And so don't blame the church if you go astray. Well, you know, so they say, don't, don't blame the church leaders. Just stay in church and listen. Now (laughs) that's an untruth. Yes. And I called them out on it and I can't tell you how many people. I wondered where you, I wondered where you came up with this, uh, topic because it was a good one yeah well so many people that were following this just were like nope you need to just stay with your denomination your church your pastor and 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 we've seen this in about the last oh 15 to 20 years at a particular church although many most people believe this way but a particular church in our city that is I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say because you probably don't know where I'm at, but and you won't know exactly who I'm talking about. But I'm just gonna be very general here and say a particular church with a particular pastor is has been called out uh, doing some illegal things, but the church stuck with him through thick and thick. I'm not gonna say thick and thin because there was no thin, just thick and thick. No matter what he did, they stuck with him, or most of them did. So, having said that, the, the problem here that we have is that people are, this is their attitude. No matter what the, the, the pastor says, 
they're going to stick with him because they're not following God. They're following, a, they're following religion. They're following a pastor. They're following a denomination. They're following a church. And that is the problem. And what are the, so I finally, you know, said both on that page and then I shared their post and said, if this is your attitude, you're wrong. And here's why you're wrong. Because yep. Paul in Galatians 1 said, I, I can't believe, I marvel that you're turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you, then that, then, then what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. See, if if anyone is preaching, yes, right. You're going to hell. You're not saved. And, and, and so, and, and Paul includes himself in this. He says, if we or even an angel from heaven preach any other gospel, he says, then what we've already preached, than, than what I preached to you before. If I change and start preaching the wrong thing, if your denomination, if your church, if your pastor either was preaching the gospel or you thought they were before, you thought they were preaching the truth, and now they aren't, they've turned away. Let that person, let that church, let that, that pastor, let that denomination be accursed. Let them be sent to hell. Let, they're done. And then he repeats it in the next verse, as, I've said, as we've said before. So now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Listen, folks. If you are, now, that person is going to be accursed. That denomination is accursed. That church is accursed. Now, if you want to be, and this is what I said, if you want to be led down a path to damnation by a church, a pastor, a denomination that you are idolizing, because that's what you're doing, you're idolizing them, if you're putting them before God, because that's what you're doing, you're putting them before God, you're idolizing them because they're not preaching the truth. They're preaching antichrist. They're preaching the opposite of the truth. And you're going to sit there and listen to it and let your spirit be lied to by the devil. That's right, by the devil, because remember, they're accursed. They're going to hell. They have Satan leading them now. So if that's what you want to do, you go ahead. But I'm telling you, you're being preached into damnation. And I, for one, will not sit under any sort of false preaching. If they're preaching anything that is contrary to the gospel, you better get out of there. Because they are preaching you into damnation. And not only that, but eventually all that false gospel that they're preaching you is going to get into your mind and into your spirit. And as it preaches you into damnation, you are going to start preaching someone else into damnation eventually. 
So we have not just the right, not just the need, but we are to be watchmen, according to Ezekiel. We are to be watchmen, which means we are supposed to be telling everyone else the truth. In Acts, we are to be ministers also. And it's just as much your fault if you preach the false gospel that is being preached to you as it is that, that pastors, that, that churches, that denominations. Okay. You, you need to, and I make this recommendation to you rather frequently, you need mm-hmm. to uh, listen, if you could, to the last uh, maybe 15 minutes of the sermon we heard today from Rams. Either you uh-huh. are plagiarizing him or he's plagiarizing you. <laughs> it was the same. No, it was the same appeal. Uh, wow. It was the same appeal, but he you could actually hear almost him – not crying, but you could hear him his his voice rise in the way yours does, showing the pain in his heart for the people who are under this demonic control. And it is demonic. Yeah. When Jesus it Christ is. said, I hate the Nicolaitans, Jesus said, I hate the Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans is control of a group by one or more others. And Christ made a statement, I hate the Nicolaitans, he was citing the control of the church by, of the people in church by the leadership, or the control of the leadership by the, the folks rather than the pastor. Yeah. Now, when I say the pastor has spiritual authority, but he has not to control it to the point like Pastor Rands told me, when he gets calls for volunteers, because since COVID, far between that are willing to go preach or do a Bible study as a fill-in at other churches, he says they actually give you what you must say, and he refuses to send people. But Christ yeah. hates this control. He hates this demonic control. You know, I know who you're referring to, and I know the things he's done, and it's very common knowledge he's done it. It's public knowledge, and yet the one you're referring to, and yet it is a demonic control that these people are under where they're standing because they have gotten hostile with me when I said I don't approve of going there. Right. So it is demonic. That's why Paul is saying, may you be a curse. Or not Paul. The Holy Spirit inspired every word. Yes. And, and and I would go so far, Carl, as to say, and I have said it, person, that person needs to repent, needs to ask forgiveness, and needs to step down. Absolutely. But this man, but this guy is gaining momentum. Yeah, yeah, and this guy is gaining momentum, and I don't know. It may have been Jim that told me that he's much bigger than just one church. I didn't know that. No, I told you that. He, he is His church is international. Okay. 
I didn't I didn't know that until about a year I, ago. I never I, that that is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I just happened. I, across, I don't even remember how. I don't even remember how I happened across the information, but I did. And he, I, he has his churches are now international. I was just, yeah, I, I was just blown away. Very, but this just shows you, Carl. This just shows you how following and putting money into. A, a a church of that sort will make it grow. Satan loves to grow his churches. Let me say that again. Satan loves to grow his churches. I'm not talking about satanic churches in the way that we think of them. You know, I'm not talking about no, the no, big no, satanic. No. Right. Yep, I'm not talking about the big satanic churches with uh, whatever they are out there, the 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 Beelzebub things, you know, the no, horns know and the yeah. right. Yep. Yep. yep, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the satanic churches that have the cross outside and and the pastor up there holding the Bible in his hand, but isn't really pe- preaching the word of God. He's preaching the twisted word of God. The twist, not every satanic church, in fact, most satanic churches tell you they're satanic churches. There is, okay, I can't can't tell you the name of it because I just don't think it's, I'm not getting an okay to do so. No, I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd rather not. I'm just not getting an okay to do so. God is telling me that people nope. are supposed to find this for themselves. So, but let me tell you something. I can I can say this though. If 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 you're going into a a building that calls itself a church of God or a church of Christ or or a Christian church or anything like that, and it is preaching I'm going to be, make this very clear if it is preaching anything antithetical to anything in the word of God now I'm not let's be clear I'm not saying if it's anti-law in other words uh, and so I'm not saying if it is if it is uh, talking about the Holy Spirit leading you rather than following the law, all right? I'm talking about a a church that is anti-Holy Spirit. I'm talking about a church that is saying it's okay for you to go out and do anything you want because there are also churches that say, well, we don't have to, we just have to love. We don't have to actually be obedient to God. And there's a difference between following the law and being obedient to God. We're supposed to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into obedience, to lead us into righteousness. And, it, and mm-hmm. as you, you mm-hmm. often hear Carl say, as, as Carl will say, repent of your own good works. I love how you put that. That's so perfect. It's not our good works, it's God's works through us. So if, if you're in a church that is trying to tell you 
You need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You need to do the work. You need to this, this, this. It's not about you. It's about God. But if you also are in a church telling you it's okay to be homosexual or anything else, it's okay to be a drunkard, it's okay to go out and use all, and I'm going to put the word your money because it's really God's, right? Everything we have belongs to God. But it's okay to go out and use all your money to gamble every weekend and just just go out and party because God is a loving God. And he will he'll just forgive everything you do. You better watch what you're doing. It's okay to go listen to um, certain pastors who are going to tell you, you know, just feel good about yourself. And there's more than one or two. Just go out and feel good about yourself. Because there's more than one pathway to God. There's one pathway to God. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop listening. Stop listening to false preachers. Walk away from those who are accursed so that you don't become accursed as well. All right, now the second point, the second half of of Pastor Rand's sermon today, or the last mm-hmm. maybe 15, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, you could hear in his voice, it was almost passion he had, as, as I could tell, you weren't speaking in your normal tone of voice when you were talking about the very things he was saying which was, it's not baptism, it's not your church, it's not religion. Yeah. It, it, right. And and he was telling people, get right with God, and he was crying almost. I had not seen him cry, but he you could just tell that right. his voice, he was just overcome by what he was saying. And uh, But he made another statement you you got into in the beginning about how crazy things are. And oh, he, yeah. He got into Today. And he said, folks, if you do not understand and you're not born again and you do, you have not studied and read Revelation and all this stuff just doesn't make sense. He said, you, if it, how did he say this? He said, if, it, you, you, if, you, if you're not a believer. This stuff is going to drive people to drink or commit suicide because we're getting worse every day. Yeah. It will. Mm-hmm. It's hopeless. Yeah. And yeah. he says it, it doesn't make sense to you. And he says it, yeah. it, 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 if it, he said if it did make sense to you, you got a bigger problem. So then you're part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but so much of what you're saying but do you see where I've got to be very careful on the I'm doing right now with one other edition, uh, 18 Bible studies a week. Not that that is a flag-raising event, but I've got to be careful that I don't go off the deep end and start giving my opinions. That's why your prayer, the second half of it, was very applicable to me because I've got to keep this stuff in mind that I don't, gets 
following something that is not Jesus Christ, period. Yeah. I've got to. Because the enemy is going to be after me. I remember David Wilkerson, and I say this all the time, he said, if you don't think this is something the enemy's not trying to do to me in this church, he says, you're telling me I'm not doing my job because I'm no threat to the kingdom of Satan. And I I just, and if David Wilkerson could say that, I'd better not take these warnings too lightly. And your prayer had a lot of good points in it for someone like us who does want to share God's word because the enemy is going to use, he's going to use our good works that we're doing to twist them in our minds so that we injure people. He's going to do it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I'll tell you, one that I've got to be very careful of, and I really do, is when a person attacks me for what I've said. Mm. I just had Mm -hmm. this happen to me this weekend. I used a statement, and this person came back. There are no blank blanks. So I said to him, okay. Uh, I said, I used the wrong choice of words. Uh, and I'm taking sort of listening to the way you handle your some of your personal issues with people who attack you. And you know what? I got to say, when you do that and when you just say, okay, and don't fight this carnal battle with carnal weapons, that means to prove you're right to yell back, I'm telling you, this it didn't bother me at all what he said, not a bit. But that's yeah. why i got to be careful. When someone <laughs> takes a shot at you because of semantics and ignores what the Bible is saying. In fact, it was talking right. about Romans chapter 8. We didn't specifically mention it, but we're talking about a born-again Christian that Romans 8 says you can fall into carnality. And this yes. man basically said, uh, there are no carnal Christians. Well, then you got to talk to Romans chapter 8, the author, who is the Holy Spirit. But I didn't get into that battle. And you know what? When you right. get into those battles with people, you just get all twisted up. You get a headache, and you feel you're not in the mood to really give people the truth of the Holy Spirit. You're You're more concentrating on how you can justify yourself, etc. And that that what you've yeah. done with your though those people that oppose you, uh it it isn't easy. I'm gonna rephrase that. It may not be easy to do it, but it's sure in heck you can pull it off without that acid in your throat because you're trying to fight a battle of carnality with carnal weapons. And I, I'm telling you, I've learned from your statement about that, even though the real me doesn't want to, that's the last thing I want to do is answer, I don't know, just, okay, you think that, whatever. Right. Uh, you know why, you, Carl? Yeah, because you know why? the pride because, in me. The pride in me. Well, you can't say because that think to of it me. this way. Think of it this way. They're not opposing no. you. They're not fighting you. They're fighting oh, God. Oh, no. Absolutely. They're That's fighting God. That's a good God. point. That's a good yep. point. They're, yep. They're but, not fighting me. They're fighting God. You know, you want to fight God. Well, good luck with that. 
you know? I mean, the really. The, the problem is it can lead, and you alluded to this in your prayer, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to bring this up really, but you alluded to it. If you, mm-hmm. if you do fight God over what Scripture means, when he clearly yeah. explains it like he does in Romans 8, you can yeah. be a Christian and still give in to the carnal class sin nature person ignores yeah. it you know the mentality once once i've joined the harper valley pta nothing can happen that folks is not biblically accurate what the bible says is once you are truly born again nothing can separate you it does not say that you can't through unbelief walk away and hebrews three twelve states that but i i want to yeah. i want to highlight why i said I, I need to apply what you said to myself. It's not to make you sound good over the radio. It is that I can see these little pitfalls where the enemy will get into my pride and say, well, that person, you got to tell him off. He has no right to speak to you. No, no. Why get into that battle? So for people who are doing what we do, Raven, and that is the desire to share the word with others, your prayer today was excellent. Because it, this pitfall is going to, here, as Wilkerson said, if it's not there, you're doing a lousy job. He didn't use the word lousy. He used some other adjective, which I don't remember. Right. Let's, let's go ahead and continue Romans 8. And uh, we're, we're, we're bouncing up to a new topic. We read through 25. And 25 was, uh, if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? And that goes back to the definition of faith, which is in, in uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. And that mm-hmm. is faith is the assurance of, well, let me get to it. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Let me not right. take something that's important and give you what I remember. What I remember is not worth remembering. You know, Carl. There's yeah. I just I was just going to say there's one other verse. Well, it's a short little group of verses, but but there's but there's one other something else that goes with not staying in a in a church or or under teaching that is contrary to God. It's it's it twisting scripture. And I've been, God's been telling me to use this this last week, and that is Second John, uh, verses nine through oh, eleven. Whoever, yep, yeah, yep. If anyone comes to you and does not bring the doctrine of Christ, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. So, and and that receiving him into your house. That's where they. That's where they pray. That's where they. Um, this is where church took place. You know, uh, back then they didn't have the churches because the, the 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 Jewish temples were pretty much saying, "Yep, we're." You know, at this point here, a lot of the the Christians were not even uh, meeting there. So he's talking about no, you're not you're not supposed to be having uh, Christian contact with them. He says, don't even greet him for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. 
This is exactly what oh, I was, was saying just, before. I'm going to ask you to read that verse, yep. Yep, you are sharing in their evil deeds. Exactly what I was saying before, or that Paul, what I brought up what Paul was saying before, about when in, in Galatians 1, you're going to go right, they're going to lead you right down that road. They're going to lead you right down that road into um, damnation. You are doing the same thing they're doing. Absolutely. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt uh, you, but... No, 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 Raven, I don't mind. What I want to do is keep this up where, and I'll try to follow my own advice, where I'll read something or say something that I've been, I'll stop and you go ahead, just so we don't confuse the people by us talking at the same time. Right, um, yeah. Okay, so, so we're in Hebrews, what again? Then, and I want you to read a little bit of a different topic here. Yep, But it is very, very applicable because often people tell me, I'm afraid I didn't say the right words, or how do I, what words do I use when I pray, or or the the Mm. different statements. I want you to Mm -hmm. read Romans 8.26, because again, God is only looking for one thing in prayer. Do you trust him? And when you're going to prayer, and I'm not talking about prayer you memorize like I did as a kid that I can still repeat, and I don't remember what, I don't even know what it says. Uh, I'm talking about when you go with prayer, what's really on your mind, what you're telling God is, I trust you. I need your help. So go ahead and go ahead and read 26 and 27 because. People are all hung up. And you know why I really notice it, Raven? When we go out with someone to get a cheap bowl of soup after church on Sunday, and I'm not talking about anyone in particular, or when we eat something in a church building and and people get into giving thanks and they take 10 minutes to give thanks when they want to make sure they don't say the wrong thing. This is not a responsibility. So go ahead right. and read this in in Romans eight twenty six and twenty seven, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself. Yes. We don't know. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm breaking my own idea here. You keep oh. going. Yeah, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Groanings which cannot be uttered. So we don't, okay, now we go, don't even understand what go to the next. Mm. Go to the next verse. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. There's three he's in that, in those two verses there. There's what? Three he's. I said there's three he's, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in those two verses. Right. Right. Nope, you're right. But do you see this? 
Now you are you've yeah. elaborated on this before Romans eight twenty seven, when you said yeah. that you've come home, you've collapsed literally, got in the house yeah. and didn't even know what you 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 were so perplexed you couldn't even pray, but you were praying. Yeah. The Holy Spirit was praying for you. Yes. So don't struggle, yeah. people, over wording. You want to you want to you want to. Re, not rehearse, but you want to go over what you're praying for, and I general I do that every morning, uh, probably 15, 20 people. Oh, it's got to be more than that that I'm praying for for salvation. Uh, that's not what we're saying. Don't think that your wording is going to twist God's arm, because when right. He sees that, when He sees you. Not knowing what to pray for, how to pray as we ought. In Romans eight twenty six, the Holy Spirit takes your motives, your desire, your need, prays to the Father with words that we couldn't even understand if we heard them. Yeah. And He intercedes. He intercedes for us with the Father, according to the Father's will for us. Yeah. That that's an amazing thing when you think of it. Yeah. I want the Father to help me, but my way. And the Holy Spirit says, Carl, maybe your way is not the right way. It's not going to lead to victory. Just just look at these two verses. They're amazing. Yeah, they are. The most powerful prayer I've ever prayed. Five little words. Lord, I'm sorry. Help me. Hey, yeah, remember Eric Whitmore? You may, you may not. A very yeah. fantastic, convicting preacher we used to have at a church. His church yeah, is no yeah. longer there. Um, he used to say the greatest prayer in the world is help. Yeah, right, right. One word, just help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as your head knows who you're talking to. That's all you need to say. Yes. Now, read those Romans five words are all in there. People Romans like to what? isolate. Read Romans eight twenty eight. People like to isolate okay. this verse, and they like to say, "Well, all things are going to work together for my good." That's not what it's saying. Right. Hey, hold on a minute. Saying, if you understand eight twenty six. Mm-hmm. And you are trusting in the Holy Spirit to intercede to the Father according mm-hmm. to the Father's will for you, not your twisting mm-hmm. God's arm, then verse 28 is applicable. But if you're not willing to condescend to at least believing 26 and 7, don't believe everything's going to work out for your good. It may, it may yeah. not. I don't know. Right. Look at 28. 28. And we know that all things work together for good for those for, for good to the to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Now what do, you think God, what do you think those who love God defines? It's those of us who are saved, those who have, us who have Amen. accepted. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Now, the fact you're saved, Romans 6 and Romans 7 and Romans 8, show you that you can still be living according to the carnal nature, the sin nature, or the flesh nature, even though you're born again. That's why when this person attacked me for that statement, I didn't get, I I use self-control here. And I, right. I I didn't come up with it with a negative because this is clearly stating he wouldn't write this to a believer. Romans six right. seven and eight is once you're born again, folks, you now have two choices. Galatians five seventeen says it. Galatians five seventeen says the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit wants against the flesh, so that we don't do what we ought to do. Now, why this cannot apply to an unbeliever is an unbeliever doesn't have the spirit nature. They, born they don't have that other choice. Read Romans 6, 7, and 8. You can only serve one master. Why would you say that if you have no choice? You're a slot car. You know these little racing, they put them on little race cars on racetracks, and you can go into right. a turn with the power cranked to the maximum. And uh, nothing will happen because the car is on a slot track. It's locked into it. No. Right. This is not the way we're to live. Right. Romans chapter 6 and 8 are constantly telling us, be careful. You now have the Holy Spirit. There's a war going on in you. and something else people don't want to hear. We are at war. I don't care what anyone thinks. Right. We are at war. And it's a spiritual war. But you, as a Christian, can get locked into carnality. The Holy Spirit will continue to convict you. Yeah. But I love this Romans eight twenty eight. All things. Now, unfortunately, all things on earth may never come to fruition. When he says all yeah. things work to the good... It means eternal good, eternal good. Yeah. Now let's prove that. Raven, read Hebrews eleven thirteen. All right. You know what? Read one. I didn't read one. The definition of faith. Now faith is the substance hoped for, the evidence of things not now do you see does it make sense to you from that why I said Romans eight twenty eight, all things work together yeah. for the good of those that love God that does not mean yeah. that you're going to see it on earth that everything works for good it may but it may not yeah. you know Carl that verse goes with Romans eight twenty four. It's funny, I was just looking at that verse. Yeah, I was just looking at that verse right before we turned. Hold on, Romans 8.24, I'm going to put with Hebrews 11.1. Yeah. Go ahead, yes, go ahead and read that. Yeah, I was just looking at that before, and I have Hebrews 11.1 written right next to 8.24. For we were saved in this hope, we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? Amen. Yeah. But do you see? 
And let me bring up, it's not just you, it's myself. We're praying continuously. Continuously, those who are believers are praying for their lost family. Right. For salvation. Folks, I'm closer to 81 than I am 80. The chances are that I may not be around when my lost family, the members of it, ever, so not everything on earth is going to work out, but God is using Romans 8.28 as a eternal. Now, having just believe on faith that what I'm saying is correct. Now, read Hebrews 11.13 and 39. This will show you that the validity is don't expect Romans 8.28 to always be manifested on this earth. Right. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. We're assured of them. Yeah. We're assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And then 1139. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. The best thing I can think of, Raven, is praying for your children or grandchildren's salvation. I've got grandchildren that range from 23 to 9. The nine-year-old, it's likely that when she is saved, that I will never see evidence of it. But you know what? That is not praying in faith. Right. But God God will show us. Just think of what we're going to know. Just think of the meeting in heaven when you many of your children that you when you passed away they hated God, relatives, children, parents, whatever. And just think when you get there and you see them, it's going to be beyond all things work for the good. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Definitely. And there will be some people. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say there will be some people who maybe we witnessed to and had really hoped would come to the Lord. Um, But unfortunately, on Judgment Day, we're going to see the opposite. Because it is up to there, even though God may do, you know, may may, uh, the the Holy Spirit may convict convict them of their need for God and may, you know, so many things to, to pull them in that direction, it still comes down to their free will. They have the ability to say no. So God is going to do his part, but we have free will. So on Judgment Day, there are going to be some people that we're going to cry about. We're going to, it's going to, it's going to hurt, which is why God has to wipe our tears from our eyes. I hear, you and I have talked about this, Carl, how, you know, 
we were told there will be no crying in heaven. There will be tears on judgment day. That's why he has to wipe the tears from our eyes. That's why he has to wipe those tears from our eyes. We're going to, we're most likely going to cry terribly on judgment day, but then, you know, then it'll all be gone. Then it'll be gone. Let me give you some verses. Let me give you verses to verify what you're saying, because some of this goes against much of the modern seeker sensitive teaching. I'd like you to go. I'd like you to go to revelation 20. Yes. And I want you to read in 20. Just bear with me here. 11 through 15. And even if you're an atheist, you can see that this is final judgment. Final judgment. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. And, And you know, I tell you, Carl, unless you are a, unless you have zero thought for anyone else, Boy, you better be crying on this when this happens. Then I saw a great white throne. Well, hold on. Him, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. You brought up a point that Pastor talked about a little bit today. Not what you said, but the point. If you don't have this crying, if this yeah. does not affect you when you see Romans 20, or not Romans, Revelation 20, 11 through yeah. 15, then you don't have the love of God in you, which means you're going to be next to go into the lake of fire. That's that's right. That's right. And that love of God should be the impetus for us to go out and share the gospel in some manner. Maybe you're not a that's preacher. What, Maybe there again, again, either you or Rands could be wealthy. Because either you're stealing his information or he's stealing yours, but you're right in the same. He said that this week too. If this, you know, you, this, you may this, not be a radio oh, preacher. No, but, but, but again, not, you've got yeah. you've got one spiritual gift at least, and that's being done to lead people to Christ. And that's just what right. he said. What you just said last week is this stuff should not make us harp about. The condition of anything today, it should motivate us to get out and give the truth to people. Right. Right. It, it, I say you are, either you or he are cheating on each other as far as stealing material, and I believe that is against the law. So one of you, I'll be a lawyer and sue the other one, whoever, but you're you're on the same wavelength. You know what? You know what, Carl? You know what God just said to me? He said, he said there's one spirit. He said there's one spirit. And we all have the Holy Spirit in us, speaking to us. That's why he and yeah. I are on the same, wave, same wavelength. That's why you Amen. and somebody else is talking the same thing this week. That's why, do you, you understand what I'm saying? The Holy Absolutely. Spirit is putting the same message in every, in so many people. The, the same message is going out all over the place. The Holy Spirit is saying, listen, tell people. Tell Peter people. Raven, I'm not, a, I'm not up to speed with this because I don't watch news, listen to it, read it. But I have heard from several sources in the last probably 10 days that uh-huh. Muslim conversion to Christianity 
It's just I've heard exploding. I have heard that too, Carl. I've heard the same thing. I heard that there was, and and I saw an article on it, and I can't tell you where it was. It was just like a, you know, I happened across it, and I was kind of in a hurry, but I saw it. And that was, and there was a video of it that over in, uh, and I can't even remember exactly where it happened. I think it was in Gaza, um, over in, you know, Palestine. There was someone. You're in Yep. Yep. That some some Christian preacher had gone over there and had led, you know, and had preached the gospel. And they showed like a hundred Muslims all getting saved right then and there. A hundred. I mean, now that may not sound like a lot, but let's think about that a minute. We're talking real conversion here. Real conversion yeah, because then, for Muslims because to get saved, it won't cost them right. their life. That's right. So no, no Muslim is just going to go. Oh yeah, I accept. Christ. No, that's not going to happen. You know, you're going to get a lot of. You're going to see more false conversion over here because, you know, people are going to. Oh yeah, I'm going to go along with my buddy here in the church. That's not going to happen over there. Nobody's going to go. Oh yeah, I'm going to go along with my Palestinian buddies, or might get shot for saying yes, I believe in Christ. People aren't doing that over there. That's not happening. Even the even the Jewish people over there aren't going to go. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's not happening. These people are truly being converted, and a hundred of them. <clears throat> Let me tell you, one or two over in a corner somewhere. Even that is a big deal. But a hundred out in public, this was like a big area. You could see all these people. I mean, it wasn't in the middle of the town square, but there were a lot of people. A hundred is a lot. A hundred is a lot of true conversions here in the United States. I don't care how many you saw in your seeker-friendly church. Oh, yeah, a hundred came forward and a hundred were baptized. I, I don't mean to sound cruel or crass, but, no, you're, you're that, doesn't, but that doesn't really, that's sort of meaningless. You can't, help, you can't help but sound the way you don't mean to sound because it's the Holy Spirit who is fed up with religion. Well, I mean, you know yeah. who Dean and Carmen are. Dean and Carmen are. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, sweet couple. Okay. Three weeks ago, two weeks ago, November mm-hmm. 11th, almost three okay. weeks ago, on a Saturday, mm-hmm. we went to their daughter's wedding, and it was at a very large Roman Catholic church. And folks, oh, mm-hmm. up, until, up until I was 43 years old, I was attending a Roman Catholic church. In 1965, I was accepted into the Roman Catholic priesthood seminary in Dunwoody, New York, to study to be a Catholic priest. And I heard the Catholic priest say something, just a passing comment before before he started to read the vows. He said, and I'll just give you the punchline. He said, the only thing, folks, that's going to count is a relationship with Jesus Christ. I have never heard a Roman Catholic priest, I'm not saying they haven't, 
ever. Right. Wow. Things. I've never. I mean, this is happening everywhere, which, again, is another sign that we are getting so close to the end that you can feel the heat. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a huge, well, we're in Matthew 24, you know, early Matthew 24. Yep. Yep. Would you say, and I'm not reaching here, Mm. that we're getting very close to the scriptural rapture because he is now bringing the remnant from all over the world, all religions. I believe he is separating the wheat from the tares. Is that what, you, what you're asking me? But they're, yes. But they're coming from all different denominations, even the ones yes. that we call heathen. Yes. Oscar, when yes. that Catholic priest said that, that got my attention for the rest of the day. That is yes. something that I, in all I, my, I think that's true. even my pre-seminary training, I never heard anybody even broach. He said, it's yes. not your religion. It is not what you do. You have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I I someday ought to go down and, and get to talk to that guy because it's a church. I'm sure you know where it is. It's a humongous church. It's on oh. Avondale. St. Yeah. Patrick's. But, okay. Beautiful building. And I'm telling yeah, you, I've been yeah. in cathedrals in New York City where I was raised, and they have nothing on this. I'm not saying St. Patrick's Cathedral. This place is unbelievable. The the architecture, the the work that was done, uh, it's just unbelievable. But I ought to go down and talk to that man. I never thought of that. I think I might. And just say, I want to talk to you for a while. And because uh, yeah. I'm telling when he said that, it just, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Not religion. Yeah. It's a relationship with Christ. Okay. I'm getting this off as Jim Myers says. What does Jim say? That I'm uh, shipwrecking the Bible study. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Where now, was I? Um, I want you to uh, read... Uh, I want you to read verse 29 because we're going to talk about a horrible heresy that comes out of this mentality that Paul is trying to eradicate. I hadn't even read 11 through 15 yet. Wait, you haven't read 11? Yeah, you haven't read 39. I'm sorry. No, I mean in in Revelation 20. Revelation 20. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, see what Jim says? I hijack it. Okay, go ahead. Revelation 20. Now, this is going to dispel the heresy that, or not dispel the heresy. You made a comment. We're not going to have tears in heaven. No, we're not. But we're going to see we're right before we enter the new heaven and new earth. There will be tears because we're watching 11th. We're watching. Revelation twenty eleven through 15 occur, which is worth seeing relatives and friends being cast into the lake of fire. If this doesn't bother you, folks, you got a big problem. And it's not till chapter 21 that he wipes away our tears. All right. So right. that's uh, what I want to but that follows. Yeah. Right after this, yeah. right after this where we have tears, 
He says he wipes it away. So that's proving what you said. We will have tears, not in the new heaven and new earth. But when we yes. see Romans or Revelation 20, 11 through 15, if you don't have tears, then you're going to go into the lake of fire with them because you're not saved. You can't be. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was no, found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. Dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one, according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now let's give credibility to what you said. There will be tears. Read verse 4 of 21 which is after 20, logically. Yep, yep. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, and there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Now, what's going to happen, folks, is in the new heaven and new earth, we're not even going to remember we had relatives who lost their soul. Right. Yeah. But you're going to see it. Yeah. Or there would be no reason for verse 4 to be written. Well, we know that's right, Carl, that we're not going to remember that because the end there it says, the former things have passed away. They're gone. We're not, God's not going to allow us to think on that anymore. In verse right. 5, he says, behold, right. behold I make all things new. Read verse yeah. 5. It goes right along with it. Yes. Then he, he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all, all things That's new. That's it. Boy, that was good. I wanted you to emphasize that word, all things. Yes. yes. Write all these words, new. for they are faithful and true. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to go into. We're not going to. We're not going to. Okay. Again, argue with the word of God, not us. Raven right. didn't write it. We're reading yep. it. Yep. And I don't care how much you got in hermeneutics or any other thing in the scripture of education. I'm not criticizing right. education. You can't argue that 21 comes after 20. So chronologically, it's the new heaven right. and new earth. The New Jerusalem, that's the finality of everything. After chapter 21, that's the last event that will ever happen on this earth. It will be, chapter 21 will be in place for the rest of eternity. All right, now let's go back to that Romans 8.28 again and read Hebrews 11.39, which shows us that not all things are going to work out to our satisfaction on earth. 
but eternally they will be worked out for the good. Okay. Where did you want me to start? Uh, Romans 8? Well, Roman, uh, Hebrews 11, you read 13. Read, read 13 okay. and 39 both. Read them both. Okay. Romans, or excuse me, Hebrews uh, 11. 13, and they say uh, the same thing. 13, right, 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And then 39. And all these, having obtained a good testimony, excuse me, testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. That means not on earth. Romans Romans eight twenty eight has to come to fulfillment in everything you've ever prayed for or asked for to show that it worked for your good. But don't expect to see it all on this earth or you're being misled. Right. It may happen. An right. auto accident I was in in nineteen eighty three well, I got hit head-on on a four-lane highway. Someone came across the center line back. We didn't have any dividers, no no guardrail or anything. It was just a double yellow line. That was the best thing that ever happened. It changed my whole life. But not everything on right. this earth, folks, is going to work for your good. Some of the worst things that are going to happen to you on earth, you're going to see. God allowed them for your good, but it doesn't make sense on this end. Right. Boy, that's so. We may not see it. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You may not. Right. Carl, let me give an example, can I? Sure. I have, I have, if I sat here, if I sat here and individually, every single person that ever listened to this program, and just sat with each one of you individually, and without talking about Christ, without talking about God, just talking in the flesh, told you what my life has been like, you'd all go, wow, what a, what, that, that's just a, I can't believe what you went through. How could, if you were an atheist, and then we brought up God, you'd be like, well, how could a God allow you to go through that? And boy, and what uh, a, oh, I, man. Is that the right? God you serve? I don't want any part of him. Okay, keep that safe, That's, and folks. You're going to be in Revelation 20, 11 through 15. Right. That's right. But now here's, here's the thing. Now that I'm saved, now that I know God, and and interestingly, now that he's brought me through even or allowed me to come through even more stuff, now that he's hit me with some Hebrews 12, now that he's brought me through some Job moments, now that he has allowed the boils to, <laughs> to, 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 to allow Satan to hit me with boils and taking away family, just all kinds of crazy stuff, okay? More than that, like, I could sit here and talk to you and give details for six months, but I won't. I'm just saying. I want to, I want to interrupt you a minute. You brought up 
something I'm not sure I've consciously thought of. Hebrews okay. 11 is about faith. Yeah. What is Hebrews 12 about? You bought Discipline. this up, and I never... Uh, right, which is un, un, unwanted, unpleasant things he allows to happen to us. Right. That's, I, I never really consciously thought of it, that Hebrews 12... You've got to believe Hebrews 11 before you accept the value of Hebrews 12. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, so if, 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 if I'm talking to an unbeliever, he doesn't get it because he doesn't have Hebrews 11. He doesn't have faith. So you have, they have to have this faith first. My, 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 I have family uh, members. Ah, uh, hold on. That is key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you no, can't just go is... and talk to people. Yeah. You can't just tell people, oh, well, God did this and this and this, and have them believe you and understand you because they can't understand why did God allow you to – and I've spoke about this before on here, Carl, so I'm just going to say this, to yep, go yep, through oh, abuse. Right. Right. How, how did God, God let you be abused by your family, let you um, be uh, sexually abused, let you be like this, 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 and this. You must hate God by now. You know what? There was a time that I did. I've got to admit that. There was a time when oh, yeah. maybe hate is too strong. Maybe hate is too strong a word. I don't know. But I was angry. Let me put it that way. I never hated him. But I was angry with him. I was mad at him. How dare you do this to me? How could you let this happen? And then I, I have been <laughs> and then God the, shook me up a little more. Yeah, I've been in the same place, Raven, but not over sexual molestation. But we're up until, up until maybe five years ago. I resented God for not answering a prayer that I prayed from maybe 11 years old, and he never answered. Or you thought he hadn't answered it, right? Well, you thought yeah, he hadn't answered it. That's right. Yeah. That's, why Hebrews, that's why Hebrews 11 and Hebrews 12, even though they're so contradictory according to our will, they go together perfectly. Right, exactly. Because while you're sitting there shaking your fist, guess what he's going to do? He's going to keep shaking you up. That's what happened in Job. Amen. Every time, every time Job shook his fist at God, God shook him up some more and said, knock it off. Quit yelling at me. Who do you think you are? Did you create the world? Where were you when I <laughs> hung the, the planets in the sky? You are nobody. And that is what God is going to do to you. When you keep getting angry with God for all the things that are happening to you, he's going to keep saying to you, who do you think you are? Good analogy. You, did you know what? Job, Job fits right in between 11 and 12. Of That's right. Yep. Or sometimes a little bit before 11, before you come to faith. You know, you you may have to go through a whole lot of shaking going on. You know, uh, what's that right. song? I can't. I, 
Yeah, before you come to faith. Hold on. Because God's saying. Hold on. Yeah. You're yeah. talking about my all-time favorite singer. In 1957, 1956, uh-huh. 10 years old, I was raised in a uh-huh. housing project in New York City. The okay. only thing that I looked forward to was going to see dirt track auto racing, and the big, big racing was in Pencil, eastern Pennsylvania, and this is a long story, a little bit, and and I just watching all the all the old time drivers. Uh, uh, if anybody's a racing fan, Jimmy Bryan and Johnny Parsons, and but anyhow, we're going to Harris outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, to a place called Williams Grove, and the day before we went to that, I had literally came down with the real flu, not the flu that oh. I had my wife uh, employer because I want to go fishing today, the real flu. <laughs> and the real right. flu. And COVID hit me this way. I just was so drained and so much hurt in my joints that I couldn't move. And I'm 13 years old. And oh, okay. I, had no interest in, I had no interest in music, none. Mm-hmm. And I was in bed all day. My parents went somewhere. I have no idea where. And I'm in bed. I can't even sit up to change the radio station. And it was playing new, the newly fangled thing, music, rock and roll. And gotcha. I'm telling you, Raven, in 1956, I heard this song, whole lot of shaking going on by a guy named Jerry Lee Lewis, who just died. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah. Just died at 87 years old. But, uh, you know, I uh, I listened to a Later in Life's interview with him, and he was a preacher for three years. He went to Bible Is that right? And he, yeah, he did. And then he said that, unfortunately, he went into the world. Uh, but he, for those who don't know, Jerry Lee Lewis is a first cousin of Jimmy Swaggart, who is a very well-known TV evangelist. And he's a second cousin of Mickey Gilley, who is a tremendous musical performer also in country western. But you brought hmm. that song up. I'm amazed you remember that. That goes back to 1956. Well, my mother next his next song was Great Balls of Fire, which was in 57. Oh, yeah. So that 56, that's what? Hold on a minute. Let me do arithmetic. 44 years and 23. That's 67 years ago, that song. But you're right. whole lot of shaking going on. My mom used to listen to that sort of music when I was a kid. But, uh, yeah. I, I and, and that's what's so, going <clears> to <throat> Did you? Yeah, Until my... I heard this song. Oh, okay. You remember? But, but you yes, remember it's... a guy? You remember yeah. a concert pianist named uh, Oh, a Russian? Can't think of his name. Concert pianist. Um... Oh, I wish I could think of his name. Very famous. He made a comment. He said. 
that he's never seen fingers on a piano than Jerry Lee Lewis. Is I um, believe that. You know what? Some days just people just put Jerry Lee Lewis in into your uh, YouTube, and this is not what I should be talking about, but just to see the musical talent that God has given this man, had given. He never took lessons, couldn't read music, and just watch his fingers on the piano keys. Unbelievable. But it was a concert pianist from Russia who made that statement. But you say there's got to be a whole lot of shaking going on. Yes, you've got to go through Hebrews 12 to build Hebrews 11. That's that's You said that, and that's right. The whole lot of shaking yeah. going on is going to be before Hebrews 11. Which means twelve yeah. will maybe twelve will precede eleven. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you—he's going to allow that to happen, and the more you fight him, the more he's going to shake you. He's going to keep. He is going to uh, just allow you to be shaken and rattled and rolled, you know, and all that kind of stuff until you finally say, "Okay, okay I get it. I give up." The- and proof of that is something I didn't consider until now. Proof of that is Job. Yes. Yeah. Think of that. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the so very, very patient man that we talk about. Oh, he was so patient. Uh, not really. You consider it patience when you're saying, you know, how dare you do this to me? Uh, it's not very patient. But let's no, go back when, when to the God Right. I share with you, I share with you that I have resented the way God treated me from like a time of 10 years old or 11 until right. the 90s. Right. Yeah. You you hit a nerve <laughs> ending here with me because I this has been the one what do you want to call it? This has been the one one big problem that I've had with God that I did not until I got into Scripture. It was only like three, four years ago that I I confessed to God that I've had resentment towards Him for a while. It. I mean, I've carried it into my seventies. Yeah. Well, Carl, I shared with you a couple weeks ago. I mean, I, listen, I had a whole lot that I had forgiven in my life and whatever, but I had some some severe bitterness towards my mother, very severe. And that's even very recently. And I had to let it go. I had to let it go. I had that towards what my parents did, but I... Ultimately, it was against God when I right, prayed. Right. And Raymond, when I say I prayed, I yeah. mean I, as a kid, I prayed as hard as I knew how. It wasn't recited prayers. And I'm thinking, right. why? And I thought all my life, God, how can I truly trust you in the, when it's life and death, when you let me down? And I felt this way up till recently. That's a good point, Carl. When we are bitter and angry and resentful against people in our lives, that bitterness is not really, and we have to realize this. 
That bitterness is not really against that person. It's against God for allowing it. Uh, amen. And that's what God, yeah. for, but Raven, I'm telling you, it's since the, the, real, the real confession that I made to God is probably in the last three, three and a half years. And I'm all yeah. going on 81. So let's say 80. Yeah. It's like it, this, this albatross I carried, this resentful sin towards God I carried. See, that's where I was living in the flesh, the carnal nature, the sin nature. Yeah. As a believer. Yep. Repentance is continual, Carl. We we should be constantly repenting because God is showing us Amen. all the time, all the time, where we, this is why he, Hebrews 12 tells us, listen, if you are not being chastened, you're you're illegitimate. You're not his son. Well, you should be always being word, chastened. Let's use the word King James Version says. You are a bastard, B-A-S-T-A-R-D, King James Version. Yep. Yes. Yes. Just like we talk about in James, James 1-2, you're going to fall into various trials all the time. Because that testing of your faith produces patience, and patience produces, let patience have its perfect work because it makes you perfect. What that means is mature in Christ, perfect and complete, lacking lacking nothing. He is perfecting us. Meaning completing us for all we need. You know what, unfortunately? We got to sign. We got to sign off. We got like two and a half minutes. Uh, we could spend another hour and a half on this whole topic because all of us, Raven, deal with this topic of Hebrews eleven and twelve. We do. Yes. Even as believers. Even as believers. Yeah. Well, next week Let we're going to start with. Eight. Yeah. I want to say one little thing that we kind of started Go out ahead. in the beginning. As God is perfecting us. We need to see it and move on from the imperfect. We're to be holy, which means separate. So I don't care if you started out in, and I'm not, I'm not going to pick on a denomination. So I don't care if you started out in one denomination when you were growing up, and now God is, is saying to you, listen, listen, get away, get away, listen to God, because I don't care where you started. God is trying to make a new thing in you. And when is it going to end? It's going to end when we turn room temperature. We're going to be going this. We're going to be going through this for the rest of our lives. Okay. I've got to get serious. We got to knock off. So I don't inconvenience the people coming after us. But folks, for those listening, we will pick up with Romans 8.29. And that's a very important verse because there's some heresy that is connected with not understanding what it's saying. So we will talk to you next week, 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, West Coast Time, noon. And uh, thank you for joining. It was a good, good Good, good addition you have, and uh, it was great today, we'll, wasn't we'll it? Back. Pardon me. I said it was great today, wasn't it? 
Oh, fantastic. It's great because we're only sticking the word of God. That's what we got to be careful we don't stray from. Amen. Okay. Amen. I got one question. All right, Kyle. Folks, take care. Be good. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 